Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode 14. Um, last episode was okay, so we don't have to cover that. Uh, this episode is brought to you as usual by Donkey Paw Silkscreen and Design Company. They do shirts, posters, patches, skateboards, hats, and anything else you want to screen print on except round things because they can't do that. Not yet. Uh, they're located downtown at 2010 Commerce Street. And you want to talk to Randy because Randy is the Randy. So <laughs> call him at 713-732-6935. Uh, if you want to email him, you can email him at donkeypaw at yahoo.com. Um, I highly recommend this company. Uh, I have recommended this company for a while. And... Anybody that's uh, used them that I know um, has really enjoyed the process. So that being said, we're also brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, Adam Stimpy Jones is the owner of Lone Star Buttons, and he's probably going to be coming back as a guest in a couple weeks, or maybe next week. Um, I haven't figured that out yet, but. Uh, He's a good man, makes good products. Uh, he offers one inch, one and a half inch, two and a quarter inch buttons. Uh, I think he's also making uh, refrigerator magnets and bottle openers uh, of the highest quality. So uh, if you have any designs you want on that kind of stuff, Hit him up at info at LoneStarButtons.com. And if you want to suck on his hairy tits in the middle of the night, give him a call at 281-798-1996. And uh, that about does it. We're here with uh, Eric Eddy, the pro nerd. Yep. Professional nerd. I am a professional so, uh, What's up, Eric? Oh, yeah. theme from Conan played to you <laughs> on my table by Eric Eddy. Yeah, if, if nobody knows, uh, Gabriel has a full-on torture dungeon in his house. <laughs> uh, he, he's, uh... We were at uh, Jason's Deli about, what, 20 minutes ago? Yeah. And you were playing that, and it made me laugh <laughs> really good. Uh, yeah, that was unexpected. And you know Jaws too, so oh, of course. I was like movie soundtracks. Of... I know a ton of them. Yeah, that's cool. Can you move the mic a little closer? Oh yeah, yeah. To your face. This, this is my first show, man. 
Get that. You, you gotta tell me what to do. Get that big black thing right up in your grill. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's mm. that's that's how I how I like them. So we just went to Jason's Deli where Eric was gawking at the ladies at the salad bar. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> that was all you, buddy. What? Fuck you. Remember, strategic position. I am completely a taken man. I would not do <laughs> such a thing. Uh. So yeah, we had we had the good conversation at uh Jason's Deli. So we decided to bring it on over. And, yeah. Uh, try and continue such things. As much as possible in between gulps of coffee that oh. we so very, very much need. Is your coffee even good? It's okay. Newman's own? Man, Paul Newman, he needs to, to cut back a little bit. Step up his game? Yeah, I'm more like the opposite. This stuff could peel some paint if you're not <laughs> careful. You had a mustache before you started drinking that. Yeah, now it's full beard. Hmm. <laughs> Your apocalypse two point coffee maker. That thing is a little loud. <laughs> uh so for the listeners, who is Eric Eddy? Uh he's just your average run of the mill guy. Uh sometimes he likes collecting toys, sometimes he likes collecting video games and movies. Most of the time he's stuck at work. At a Print shop. Yeah, full time. I've been uh, in print for probably going on eight eight years now. Oh, print slavery is wrong, dude. Uh, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I heard it's a hard grind. Is that? Um, it just depends. Is it like one job right after the other? Uh, well, at the place I'm working now, I kind of have to do everything because I'm basically the only employee. So. Uh, so I have to handle. Do you want to throw a plug out there? For uh, I probably shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> um, just because you're already promoting, already huh. promoting some other other uh, companies that handle some of the stuff. Oh yeah, we do. printing. So I'm. Do not... they do screen printing there? Uh, we can, yeah. But uh, generally, a lot of the stuff, since we're just like a two person operation, we have to farm a lot of it out. So. Oh okay. Um, we can do a bunch of stuff in-house, too. It's just, uh, with only two people, sometimes the workload gets pretty heavy. So, we kind of have to farm stuff out if we're going to get jobs out on time. Um, I did, I, I can, uh, kind of do an opposite plug for my last place. <laughs> which was, uh, Quick Copy. What a great location that <laughs> Actually, it was, man, because that, that is the only quick copy that's still around, basically. Yeah. Um, we were, uh, I was working there for over five years and got fired. Out, of, I was out of work for about six months, so I, I really appreciate this new place and my new boss. He's really awesome. But oh, I don't cool. want to throw any names out or anything like that. Nah, uh, that's fine, man. Yeah, I know. There's only probably like ten people listening. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, There's three times that many. Oh, okay. All worldwide, right. man. Well, you're worldwide. You're right. Worldwide. I forgot. Worldwide. All right. Uh, yeah, printing. Let me just say one thing. Okay. Konichiwa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh I've I've been in the graphic design world since about 
99. And uh, as much as I'd like to say things have changed a lot since then, yeah, not really. Not, not a whole lot. I mean, it's a slow evolution. The I've, technology's I've in, a little better. But. I've been in the business since about 2005. And, uh, you know, I was... When I first started, I was pretty much just design and production. Now I have to do everything. I have to do quoting and paperwork and all of that stuff. And it really eats up a lot of my time. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We have to sometimes get a part-time guy in there to do some of the some of the production work. It's weird how print is... Still suppo- around? <laughs> yeah. I mean, supposedly it's a dying... Thing, but uh, I think that's I think the more places a little close... wishful thinking from a lot of these internet companies. Yeah, well, it seems like the more pla- the more print places that close down, like your Kinko's locations, you know, and stuff like the that, the more pop up. The more work there is for the people left. Yeah, know? yeah, that's true. And you know, people people still don't still take for <clears throat> granted that there is a lot of uh, direct mail marketing still going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of, you know, people people are always going to need business cards. They like handing something out physically to people, you know. Yeah. They like having stationery. They like having things with their corporate identity on it. So it's never really going to go away. I mean, however much people think it is, even if it drastically drops off, there's still going to be that select market of people that, that want and need printing. Right. And so I guess I chose an okay field to be in. <laughs> hey, man. Um, you're it, probably... it was a, a, a combination of uh, desperation and indecision. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I needed a, a career to fall back on. And, you know. If what didn't work out. If, shit, dude. <laughs> if anything, I don't even know what I wanted to do with my life. See, I, I was at that point where I had dropped out of school, I had lost various jobs, you know, and. I decided I wanted to go back to school, but I didn't know what, you know. Yeah. And I went to this technical school, which turns out it was kind of bullshit. And they, uh, oh yeah, they, they most of them are. Well, they they bullshitted a lot of people, and they actually got kicked out of Texas. If anybody knows about the the Westwood College scandal, no, I don't know where they're. Their recruiters were giving unrealistic expectations to people and oh, then yeah. signing them up for huge student loans from yep. the government. That's what the Art Institute used oh, to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all, all the design schools and shit are all the same. I mean, they, they, they give you empty promises. They placed me in a job, sure, and it did get me going with the printing industry, but that's not initially what I wanted to do, you know. Mm. I wanted to, like, work in animation or something like that. And uh, it just so happened that they stuck me with uh, with a, a thermography company right off the bat doing typesetting. Ooh. And then I had, well, it, it was actually pretty easy until they started piling more and more jobs on me and yeah. they didn't want to pay me. Uh. I was working the company website. Uh, it eventually got to the point where I didn't even handle business cards anymore. I only did the oddball stuff like letterhead envelopes, announcements, all that stuff. At the same time, I was handling all the company emails. I was doing all the online templates, or most of them. Uh, I was doing the backups on all the computers. I was doing like seven jobs. I was troubleshooting the plate maker for the printing presses. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm not trained for for this, for one. And for another, for the stuff I am trained for, I expect to be compensated. 
And the president of the company just kind of laughed in my face. So it was kind of like, eh, fuck you too, buddy, you know. And I just quit after that. I was unemployed for six more months. And out of the blue, I posted my resume on Craigslist and Quick Copy contacted me the next day out of dumb luck. Wow. And that's pretty much how I got my start in printing. It's very, uh, it's not a very interesting story, but well, it's, uh, it's the truth at least. When I graduated high school, my, nobody knew what to do with me, including myself. So, uh, <laughs> they, you know, I, I just said I wanted to go to art school. So <laughs> we looked in the phone book at Art Institute of Houston and went there and they enrolled me and, uh, just right off the bat. Yeah. All they didn't even, I don't even we know. We love your money. Come see even, us. They didn't even look at my high school oh, transcripts. Yeah, they just yeah. wanted a check. Oh yeah. Well, and that, and that's the thing is that before all of this printing stuff and everything happened, I was going to, to college, I went to San Jack for for two years. I was going to get a uh, associates in uh, computer network administration and PC repair, and I was going to get all my MSCE certifications and all of that junk. And I don't know for some reason or another, I started drinking and partying a little too much. Yeah. Stopped going to my classes. Ended up with a huge credit debt on my Discover card from all these classes I paid for and never took. Oh. And so I was in debt for years after you that. Put, you put your classes on a credit card? What else was I going to do? I didn't have a job. They didn't have loans? <laughs> uh, I wasn't I wasn't trying to get loans for San Jack. It's pretty inexpensive. Oh, yeah, that's As true. far as the school goes. It's like you know $300 what? a semester, so it's not like a huge, but when you're not paying on that $300, the interest piles up. Take a guess on how much... A- a class costs at the artists. I don't even want to know because for, I because my it, student the, loans were thirty thousand dollars and you went to art institute. So. This is back in ninety eight, something like that. Guess how much? Fifty thousand per class. Oh, Just per class. class. Uh, I I can't even fathom. I don't know. I don't know how it breaks down. Eight hundred dollars. That's yeah. That's like more than twice what. I could have gone to like San Rice Jack or something Well, like and that. San Jack is a really good technical school. Like, uh, yeah. their computer uh, department is bar none one of the best in in Harris County. I would say at least, if not in the state of Texas. I mean that I I was pretty down with the the head of the computer department at the time, which was Mike Kent, because he ran the San Jack Gaming Society. Oh. So me and my buddies would go in there on Saturdays and play board games and yeah. whatever with them, you know, so we were, we were real friendly with him and he was really cool. He even, uh, knocked off some classes from our course study because, uh, we had taken C plus plus in high school. So we knew yeah. everything about programming. So he placed and, out of it. And yeah, he, he basically, I mean, we didn't cause we didn't take a test, but we went, went to his office. We're like, Mike, we took two years of C++. Are you really going to leave us in a class that teaches us how to make flowcharts for a semester, you know? <laughs> and it's just... And the guy that taught the class was the most uninteresting person in the world. I mean, just monotone, real goofy, had a mullet. And we now you're him, on the most We call him Kip Winger. Oh, uh, <laughs> but that was me and my buddy Trey. Shout out to Trey. He's, uh, he's never going to hear this, so... <laughs> You don't know. Yeah, I could send him a link. (laughs) Send him a link. I'll put it it on the Facebooks. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's school. School was ridiculous. I, I feel like I was completely Cheated. just fucking taken advantage oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they they sure like to bend you over with those whenever, uh Whenever I was in school, there was a uh, a paper going around to join a class action lawsuit against the school. Same thing with Westwood. I did not sign they it. They actually got kicked out of the state of Texas for yeah. that. I didn't sign it. And uh, everybody that did sign it got their education for free. Oh, so, that's a pain And in I'm the ass. still paying my student that loans. That sucks, man. Because <laughs> I am, too. I'm going to be paying this shit the rest of my life. I'm, yeah. I may make decent money, but I don't make, you know, student loan technical school money. <laughs> I had to defer my payments for I don't know how long. Yeah, that's where they get you, Like man. six months at a time sometimes. That's where they get you. When I was unemployed and I had to pay my car note, you know, I couldn't be paying student loans at the same time, so. Yeah. It was just tough. Now my car's paid off, though, so, you know. Small victories. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, school took, school bent us over, but now you're in the print industry. Yeah, now, I mean, I'm not a partner in this place, but there's only two people working there, so I've I've got just as much at stake as the owner, and, uh, you know, we watch each other's backs, so that's always good. Yeah. He's a really good guy, so I, I appreciate everything he does for me. That's cool. Um, so do you have any uh, interesting... Well, let's talk about our drive over here. Uh, first, what did we see? A fucking... You thought you saw the Fantastic Four poster. But first, uh, we an SUV oh, had yeah. come off of a... No, uh, it was a truck. A tow truck. Uh, yeah. It was a truck. It was a truck that, I mean... Came off of a flatbed truck. It looks like and it crashed through a, flew. a sign. It, this thing looks like it fell from the sky. It was in that <laughs> position, man. And this entire sign was just destroyed. I and wanted so to go back truck. and take pictures. Man, I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible because <laughs> you never you never know what's going to go down when there's like twenty cops in one parking lot and cars falling out of the sky. Because if anybody walks by, who knows? They may start clubbing them or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it looked like a horrible situation, you know, but it's still crazy. It's it's always a spectacle to see. Yeah, and then we got down the street. And uh, I had to pull over because I thought I saw a fanta- a framed Fantastic Four poster. And I, I turned around <laughs> and it was just a giant frog surrounded by fruit. Like a, some kind of shitty painting. I was like, uh, what the fuck did I see when I came by here? Look and there at- were two shitty garage sales side by side. Yeah, so. Yeah. So I, I drove by the first one thinking, uh, there's nothing that even looked like what I saw. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking old ladies, piles of old ladies' underwear <laughs> and dirty There baby could be toys. a market for that. You there never know. Be. There could be. You sell them to Japan. They can put them in vending machines. Oh, God. <laughs> and then... Uh, Call it Dusty Muffs. Oh, God. <laughs> DustyMuffs.com <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Giving you ideas. Shit. DustyMuffs.com.org 
Oh, dot org for orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, interesting customer service stories from being uh, at a print shop? Come on, every day do, is an adventure, man. Do some mud mud raking for mud slinging about uh, five minutes. Well, there's a. Uh, there's always those customers that uh, place an order, and you know, being a two-person operation now, we're almost always swamped. So, right. uh, you know, somebody placed an order, that order's a day late or something, and people are, I placed that order two weeks ago, and you're looking at the date on the work order, and you're like, yeah, that was like four days ago, dude. <laughs> But sure, whatever, you know, you're the customer. I'll just sit here and take it like I always do. Yeah. You know, people be the the whipping boy behind the Yeah, counter. and that's the thing is that, you know, sometimes it's out of your control, especially when you're farming out jobs, you know, you have to you have to let people understand that, hey, once it gets out of this shop, it's out of my control, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a certain amount of time that is given and we always try to quote, you know, realistic time frames. If somebody needs something in two or three days and it's just absolutely impossible, we're going to let them know, you know, but if something's say a day late and it, there's nothing time sensitive. Plus you're, you're dealing with machinery that breaks down. Yeah. That's the big thing. We only have one digital press in our shop. And yeah. when that breaks down, that puts production to a screeching halt. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't do anything about it until that machine's back up, other than farm out jobs to somewhere else again. Yeah. So, you know, people have to understand in a small shop like that, you, you don't always have 100% control of when stuff can get done. There's always factors, you know. Uh, there's this one job... This customer has rejected these business cards like two times in a row already, and these are not cheap cards. They, I mean, if anybody knows anything about printing, they have to be ran in like four passes on offset. It's like flat black on the front. Then on the back, it's flat metallic silver. And then on the front, they go back over it with thermo black and thermo silver. Jesus, shoot this and, guy for having bad taste. Well... <laughs> I mean, the cards actually do look good, but something keeps getting fucked up every time. Yeah. And, you know, this woman comes in there, and she keeps raising her voice to me and just being a total cunt. And it's totally uncalled for, especially when, you know, I'm trying my best to juggle, like, 30 jobs at once. Yeah. By myself, practically, because the owner doesn't know anything about production or printing. What the he, fuck? All he does is, you know, quoting and paperwork and marketing. Uh, okay. And so, you know, I'm actually the only person other than the part-time guy we bring in to do bindery. So, I mean, you know, nobody understands that, yeah, this, this is a, a, a corporate franchise, but... There's really technically only one employee, you yeah. know? I'm running the whole damn show. Yeah. And it's a lot for one person to handle. But anyway, enough enough bitching and whining and moaning for me. Hey, man, you got total sympathy for me. Well, you know how um, it is. Yeah. Anybody in design knows how it is. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because 
a lot of a lot of designers that I know work for design firms, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where they they just do graphic design for yeah, and they don't even touch a printer or right. And that's that's the sad thing is that we're trying to hire people, and they're all kids fresh out of school that have never handled printing before. The same thing; all they've done is the design work. Yeah, and there's certain things that you have to know in how to set up jobs and set up graphics for print that are different than say if you're doing it for the web. You Dude, know, uh, from the first, I mean, day one working for who I work for who shall remain remain nameless uh voldemort (laughs) they who shall not be named uh let's just say new jersey okay um (laughs) uh that's all i've done that's how i got started is uh doing brochures just working for that company and i had to do i had to set up print jobs to go to press in new york and then get sent back here. And, and they'd be like, well, what the fuck are you doing? You didn't set this up right. Well, the the guy was good. I mean, he, he was very patient. And uh, he explained everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but, what I do, too. But when I was in school, print was really heavy. So Yeah, yeah. They taught me how to set up, you know, uh, full bleeds. and Yeah, yeah. And that's the the main issue is nobody knows about bleeds. Yeah. And so I'm always having to correct people's artwork almost on a daily basis. And it's not a big deal with the tools I have available to me now because we got CS6 with Photoshop and you can just content aware fill anything and get those bleeds added in lickety split. So, you know, but back before they had the content aware stuff, when I was working at Quick Copy, I had to like, it took me probably four or five times the amount of time to, to add bleeds to jobs because these people are totally clueless. Yeah. You know, oh, I designed this in Microsoft Word. Here you go. No. Oh, shit. That. God damn or it. Or PowerPoint. Ugh. PowerPoint is... Ugh. That's the, one of the banes <laughs> of my existence is fucking Microsoft programs and people think that they're design software. And it's like, no, this is Microsoft Office. I printed is... it at 72 DPI. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, pe- people man. sending me graphics that looks like they came off of the Atari 2600. <laughs> They're like, can you make this look good? It's like, shit, dude. You want me to just fucking draw it out for you and wipe your ass too? You know? It's because of the fucking enhance button in movies. Yeah, on Super Troopers. Get away with enhance. anything. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. Doesn't exist. Oh, would you just print the damn thing? You know what enhances? It's a skilled Photoshop person. <laughs> you know what enhances is it's bullshit because it's bullshit, that yeah. never. You can't do that in seconds. <laughs> no, you, you can't do that in hours. I mean, it well, takes. Sometimes you can. Sometimes it depends on if you actually know what you're looking at, depends, or if you have to guess. <laughs> it depends on what it is, because yeah. Some shit is just, you can't get blood out of a stone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially with, you know, because I, I work downtown, and, uh, you know, m- generally a lot of people are savvy about it, but there's still people that come in every day that don't know what they're doing, don't know what good design is, and they submit these files to you, and, you know, everything looks fine to you. And you go to print, like the set of business cards I was talking about, and when you go to print, then they're totally unhappy with it. And you're like, well, you sent me the files, you know? Well, you're the designer. You should tell me, yada, yada. And I'm like, whoa, that's not my job, you know? I sent you proofs and you approved them. Uh-huh. 
That's all I can do. If you agree, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from hitting the print button on your home computer, printing something out at actual <laughs> size, and seeing if you like it or not. Yeah. That's the whole point of me sending a proof. That is the whole point of the whole fucking process. He's, turning red. Sure, He's turning red, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> make sure your artwork is correct and you're going to be happy with the results. The veins, the, the sweat's pouring. Uh, uh, well, that would be pouring anyway. I'm, I'm kind of chubby. Uh, <laughs> um, come on, man. I'm not sweating. You, you're just... I'm wearing long you're, sleeves, You're hyped too. up. You're hyped up. It was up. cold this morning. Yeah, it was. It's like 47, uh, according to my smartphone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, customer service. Yeah, that's it's that's something I can definitely ran on for hours at a time. But I'm not Sounds going like to. It, man. I'm not going to. That was, and that shit all happened within the span of last week. So, wow. You know, I have a ton of horror stories, but I. I'm not going to revisit them because uh, I may have to start throwing shit around in here then. <laughs> no, please don't. And you uh, know, the, the, the shackles and manacles <laughs> may get in the way. I'm going to have to throw you in the Iron Maiden. Keep you calm. Uh, yeah, thankfully, I have very little to do with print these days. But I, I feel your pain. Yeah, it's pretty aggravating sometimes. Dude, I've I've farmed uh, I haven't farmed out, but uh, I've gotten away from who I, uh, my guy in New York who does a fantastic job. Yeah, and I've tried to go to these like web based print shops. And, I tell you, uh, there's a couple of them that are there's a couple of good. them that are pretty good, but I've, I've but you got to find them. P.S. Print, ladies and gentlemen, stay the fuck away from P.S. Print. Why would you go to something that nobody's ever heard of? <laughs> well, they were pretty big when I tried to use them, but they're just... I've never I've heard never of them. I've never gotten a good product back from them. So. I've, we've been using uh, a lot of 4Over. See, I've never heard of they them. Have, they have an automated process, so their customer service isn't the best, but... And sometimes their quality control lets things slip, but they usually fix it pretty immediately if you report a problem. And their their quality is stellar, and they're really cheap for wholesale. So and they're they're wholesale for trade only. So if you're not in the trade, you can't just go to four over and and expect eh, them to anybody to print you out it. business cards for for like twelve dollars or anything. <laughs> Tax license <laughs> is about what ten bucks. How the hell should I know, dude? I don't have my own shop. Just do it. Uh, yeah. I, the only printing I deal with nowadays is, uh, like, I'll order a giant sheet of stickers. Just one single yeah. sticker that's, like, four feet by four feet. And I'll cut, awesome. it, I'll cut it down, you know? But uh, that's pretty much the only... Why don't you just order them on rolls? What do you mean? I mean, is it is it an actual just one big sticker, or is it like a sheet of a, a ton of stickers? Oh, it's a sheet of a ton of stickers. Can, why don't you just order it on rolls, so you just roll it out and peel them off? What do you mean? That's this... what I do. But but I cut them myself to size. Oh, okay. And Well, you can get them pre-cut, too. You can? No, yeah, you can, but it, it costs way... It costs a it, lot It depends more. on where you go. I get mine... My sheet for like forty bucks, 
And where do you get it from? Or can you can uh, you name it? Well, name it. It's echoed uh, printing. Yeah. See, I, that's that's the thing is that I don't know any I don't know any of the retail places because I I always deal in wholesale because oh, I work okay. for a print shop. So right. you know we go through you know for trade only places like discount labels and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Where yeah, if you don't have the tax license or you're not a certified business, they're not going to deal with you. They'll tell you to fuck off. You know. But, gotcha. So you have to have a corporate account. Uh, basically, but when you do. All of that printing is dirt cheap compared to what you get it for retail. Really? I can say that. Huh. Because, like like I said, four over, you know, since there's probably not too many people, especially in my field, that are going to be hearing this, or maybe there are, but, you know, four over is dirt cheap if you're, if you're wholesale for trade, you know. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of projects, unless it's custom, you know, but... Generally, they have a really huge selection of products they can do for for really inexpensive prices. So, just something to keep in mind. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know how many print people are going to be listening to this. <laughs> All right, it's Goose turned egg. It's, it's turned into a secret show. <laughs> Let's talk about Transformers. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite subjects. I know, man. You're. As long as uh, you're in love with Cybertron, as long as the movies are not involved, and I know that's maybe not the most popular opinion. I just read that uh, it's, it, new movies are going to be yeah, made. they're going to be making them forever, and you know, I don't really care to each his own. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand the movies from what I've seen. I haven't seen them all, so I can't judge them all. I kind of watch them as more of a sci-fi movie than. I watched Transformers like the movie? first twenty minutes of the first one, and I was like, "I gotta turn the this first garbage one's off. probably the I gotta, worst." I gotta one. turn this garbage off. I just hate the character designs. Yeah, they didn't get the I animation like, right. I like that. old school robots. How they look. I yeah. don't like things. A tornado of scrap well, metal. <laughs> that shit looks like it belongs in the Green Lantern movie or something. Yeah. And that was. From what I understand, extremely piss poor. All I've seen are the trailers, and I want to steer clear of that one, you know. Um, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'll but, watch anything. You know, I've, I've watched various Transformers shows over the years. You know, obviously G1, that's what I started with, because I was a young child, and that was the target audience. And, yeah. You know, I, I had a few of the toys when I was a kid, not too many, but, you know, enough. Enough to, to fall in love with them. Because anything like that, any kind of transforming toy, I was totally down with. Rock Lords, GoBots, yeah. Transformers, anything like that. But Transformers has always been my favorite. And, uh, you know, come to think about it now, a lot of it has to do with the voice acting in those shows. Because a lot of those guys are really recognizable. And I'm a huge movie and animation buff. Uh-huh. And I can instantly recognize people's voices because I've heard them over the years and I know who does what. Like, a lot of people don't know that Megatron is also Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh, really? He's also Fred from Scooby-Doo. Huh. I mean, he's he's done a ton of... He was Dark Side on Super Friends. I oh, mean, he, wow. he's... Peter Cullen, who's Optimus Prime, a lot of people don't know this, also did the voice of Soundwave on the show. Really? 
Yeah, they just put him through a heavy process. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, and a lot of these guys are still working today. Yeah. And they're they're great voice actors. He's going to be at a uh, Texas Comic-Con, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, in San Antonio. But uh, that was part of it. And then I've seen various other shows over the years. You know, like the Unicron Trilogy, which I call the Japaneses because I couldn't really get into them. They're a little too, uh, a little too uh, localized for that area for me to enjoy. Really? What do you mean? Well, like, you know, it's it's like the Fist of the North Star show or something. We're like, oh, super mega gun attack. And they say that shit like every episode, oh, really? every time they attack. And it goes through this whole time-wasting animation sequence to but show you, their guns pop out or whatever. But you watched uh, the uh, Dragon Ball series. Yeah, I know that's kind of a double standard. But I watched Dragon Ball mainly for the humor. Just because yeah. it was so off the wall and goofy. And, you know, where else are you going to see a superhero show about insane energy-blasting martial artists that are all named after food products, you know? <laughs> uh, but Transformers, you know, Beast Wars, enjoyed it. Didn't watch anything after that, really, for a long time until I caught Prime on the hub when I was still living with my parents. Uh -huh. And uh, that's, for anyone that doesn't know, that's Hasbro's own cable channel. And they have they had a couple really? a couple of shows that were really good. Like there's one called Dan Versus that wasn't even based on a toy line or anything, and it starred Curtis Armstrong, who was Booger in the Revenge of the Nerds. Huh. And it's just about this guy who just hates everything, and like every episode is him like hating on a different thing. Uh, shut up, phone. Um, but yeah, Transformers Prime, I think, is probably one of the best shows that they've come out with. And it surprised the hell out of me that it was written by the writers of the movie series. Uh, just because of really? how well-written it is, how good the animation is, how good the character design is. And they, you know, of course, kept the staples, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker as Optimus and Megatron. And that really sealed the deal for me. Three season show with a follow up movie. It's really good. Check it out. Can the uh, do you think the Cobra Commander actor can still do the Cobra Commander? No, voice? Chris Chris Lotta died years ago. He died in the eighties. What did he die of? I think he had throat lung, explosion, lung, lung cancer, oh, or something like that. I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but I know it was it was something pretty bad. You're on a podcast. Died. You can be quoted, sir. Damn it! <laughs> this is for no. the this is for the ages. Cobra Commander, like, yeah, he's been gone for a while, and I really liked uh, that they got Steve Bloom to do Starscream in Prime, because oh. he's got such a unique voice, and I loved him as Spike in Cowboy Bebop. Is he, uh, does he try to do the, sa the same voice? Oh, no, no. I mean, he's he's got a pretty versatile voice, but different. you can still tell it's him, because it's obviously a pretty unique voice. I mean, that's what usually sets these voice actors Starscream? apart from people. Uh, the new one. In Prime. But does the new Starscream sound anything like the old Starscream? Kinda. Okay. But he's kind of, he kind of made it his own thing. Okay. You know, old Starscream is like, Megatron, <laughs> you're such a bitch! <laughs> and then the new Starscream's like, oh, please, Lord Megatron, oh, okay, don't okay, kill okay. me! You know? Yeah, I remember watching Beast Wars and, and uh, he was, he sounded different. Yeah, yeah. More just like an evil minion. Well, I mean, he's he's a little more sinister in the newer show. I mean, right off the bat in the first episode, he fucking straight up like murders Cliffjumper by stabbing him in the heart. So, I mean, Damn. there's that. 
Because, you know, he's usually pretty cowardly, but uh, yeah. but when somebody's at his mercy, he's, like, totally ruthless. So. Yeah. That's weird, man, because he was a coward. Yeah, but he, he was... was, but he never ran away from a fight with the Autobots, usually. Unless, you know, he knew that they were going to kick he was... his ass. Yeah, unless he was already damaged. Yeah, that's true. Ow, my foot! <laughs> So you did a little bit of animation yourself. Was that in school? Yeah, that was in school. I mean, I've done it on and off, making flip books and shit like that for years. But uh, in school, that was the first time I actually got hands-on with some animation software. I was working with uh, Have you ever thought about putting uh, your flip books into digital? No, because I've only got one left from all those years. And it's pretty simplistic. You know, if I was to do another animation project, it would be something that's, you know, pretty substantial. Uh, Gabriel wanted me to plug my cartoon on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Kirby Attacks V2. Yeah, Kirby Attacks Version it's, 2. It's, it's Version fun. 2. It's it's not Version 1. Version 1 was the one I did in school. And then after the fact, I added a little more special effects and a few other things. Uh, it's on YouTube. YouTube.com slash R-A-N-S-A-X is my channel. It's my bumper video on there. So if you <laughs> feel like seeing some terrible animation, you can go check it out. That's uh, uh, not terrible. It's fun. It's fun. And it was it. fun to make. And I was totally stoned out of my mind when I did it. <laughs> uh, but that's what I needed for inspiration because uh, I had the uh, I had the storyboard all worked out. And I was like, ah, this is going to take forever. And then... Uh, I was going out the parking lot to go grab something to eat during break, and uh, a couple of buddies of mine who shall remain nameless uh, were out there. They're like, hey, man, you want to come smoke this blunt with us? I'm like, sure, whatever. So we go in the in the SUV, and we get blitzed, and we go back into class, and then like by the time class was over, my animation was practically done. So <laughs> <coughs> That's cool. It helped me focus on that, at least. Is that something you would want to do again? Uh, animate you know i i wouldn't mind it it's just the problem with that is working full-time because you really can't find the time between working full-time taking care of a house taking care of animals all of that junk it's it's really difficult for me because when i get home from work i'm usually exhausted and i want to just fucking relax and maybe watch some doctor who or something so yeah man well I think we should uh, start a drawing night or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've more. been talking about that for a little bit, and I actually just recently uncovered a tub of all of the drawings I've saved from the last 30 years or so. Yeah, uh, I got to look through some of that. It's pretty good, man. I think, I don't know, I enjoy drawing, even though maybe, well, I pretty much use everything I do, but. I just enjoy doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just it's, do it for fun. I've never relaxing. displayed it. or You know, I show the people I'm close to or people I'm friends with. But other than that, you know, I'm not trying to sell it or trying to make a buck off of it. It was just something that I really enjoyed doing that I've just gotten exponentially better at doing over the years just through repetition and uh, yeah. and experience. It's everything, and man. Some of, some of these drawings I have now that I did when I was at Westwood are leaps and bounds over anything 
back in the day that I considered really good. Yeah. I mean, I I can tell I've improved and uh man, by the time you're 60, yeah, you're man, be by a the time I'm 60, I could be like <laughs> Disney level. <laughs> <coughs> oh, jumping back to Transformers just a little bit. Uh Have you ever drawn a Transformer? No, but They're fucking tough, man. But I I tell you what, they did have uh when Mega Man X came out, they did have, you know, the design, like they do with every year, they have the design the robot masters kind of thing. And I made like an entire fucking squad of eight robot masters. And if anyone knows Mega Man X, they're all animals in that series. Huh. So I had like a spider, a moose, a scorpion, like all kinds of. <laughs> and, you know, for, for the time I drew them, they're really good because I was only, I was probably in middle school at that time. But, uh, yeah, and Transformers, you know, I could have probably attempted doing it a couple of times, but I'm sure that's the reason I don't have any drawings like that is because I was probably <laughs> not very good at it. Uh, I would be much better at it now because I know how proportions and, you know, everything work. Yeah. As opposed to when I first, you know, attempted it. But I also... I'm still scared of drawing machines, man. Like motorcycles, I can't draw a motorcycle. Uh, cars, I can't. Yeah, really... usually stuff like that. I need a visual reference. Yeah. Uh, and I've been, you know, I haven't had a whole whole lot of time doing it uh, recently, but the couple of drawings that I have done recently have been pretty good, in my opinion, compared to a lot of the stuff I've done in the past. Uh, just from, you know. I mean, I've always been an animation fan and everything, so just from watching animation over the years, you kind of get a grasp of how things are supposed to look, right. various angles and things like that. Have so. you seen that fan-made uh, Star Wars TIE Fighters? No. Dude. It's really good? pretty uh, legit, yeah. Cool. It looks like, I don't know if it was one guy that did it, but it's... It took him four years. Damn. Then it probably was one guy, because if you got more than one person working on something like that, it usually doesn't take more than a couple of months. Yeah. From what I understand, watching various animators. Because, you know, I used to be... I was big into Newgrounds when they first came out in, like, 96 or whatever, yeah. with Tom Fulp. And originally it was just all his shit, and, you know, just parody stuff, making fun of Teletubbies or whatever. And then it just grew into this huge animation community. And, uh, you know, some, some animators have broken off, are on YouTube now doing their own thing. Uh, Ego Raptor, Oni, Stamper, all of these guys uh, have, you know, I've basically, like, followed them their entire careers. Wow. And they're, they're all funny, too. I mean, it's all comedy stuff. Yeah. So, you know... And uh, one of one of the key things, because uh, they they're always at AMAs and at, at cons and stuff like that, and I watch the videos, is people ask the Ego Raptor guy, "What is your style?" And basically, his answer is, "I try to make the funniest facial expressions as possible <laughs> on my characters, and then everything flows naturally." Yeah. So I mean, you know, these guys, they're in. He's got like a a huge. Cash making, uh, uh, I guess, uh, network now with Game Grumps and all of that stuff, where it's basically just a let's play, but they're all kind of kind of comedians. Most of a lot of the guys involved are either animators or or involved with that, 
or involved with some kind of game shows. Like originally it was uh, this guy, JonTron, who's on YouTube as well. He does pretty funny videos. And his editing style is hilarious. Huh. Uh, anybody should check him out. Check out Game Grumps. Check out Ego Raptor, Stamper TV, ONENG, Psychic Pebbles. I mean, the list goes on, but they're oh. all like linked together. Yeah, because they all know each other. So okay. if you go to one of their one of their uh, YouTube channels, you'll find all the rest of them. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll <clears> check <throat> that shit out. So I spend a lot of time on the internet. In case anybody doesn't know, uh, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> nah, I, I uh, I'm kind of not a gamer at all, but I like watching people play games. Yeah, well, that's well, that's, that's the thing. That's is different that, than animation, but I'm a huge to gamer, me, and I enjoy watching people play games, to even me, if I'm not playing. Uh, watching you play Dragon Ball the other night was me watching a cartoon. <laughs> well, so, that game looks just like the show. I mean, it's the the Budokai HD collection. I well, just even got with it. like, I'll watch fucking. Uh, and I've I've actually played the shit out of Budokai Three. I had it. I have it still for PS2. I was gonna sell it since I got the HD collection because I'm like, you know what. I haven't played through this game in a long time, and it's fucking fun as hell. So I might as well just play through the story mode again and unlock everything. I'll watch someone play WoW for hours. Oh, shit. Just Me watch. too. Like, I don't give a fuck. And I, then I started I playing any... it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fun game. It's a very interesting concept, but it's for people that don't have jobs <laughs> i mean to be perfectly honest because it takes forever to get anything done in that yeah. i could play for two hours a night on say mortal Kombat and unlock half of the shit in the game i play two hours a night in world of warcraft i can't even make a fucking level <laughs> you know yeah. so and i mean it's a fun game but there's just too much shit to do in it and it's too time consuming if they condensed it and made all this shit a little less time consuming it would be a lot better but true I mean, that, true uh, that. generally i play fighting games even though i usually have nobody to play them with uh and the ones that i really like are like their online services they're so old that there's nobody playing them anymore yeah but I still enjoy, you know, like Marvel versus Capcom and Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. But a lot of that is the lore behind the games and the characters and stuff like that. Huh. It's just stuff I've always been interested in. Always been interested in Marvel. Always been interested in Capcom, for sure. Uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, from the beginning. I've been a huge fan. I know practically everything about that series. Uh, that Budokai game is really good. Games that aren't fighting games, I've been playing Fall of Cybertron, obviously. For obvious reasons, uh, which is a really badass third-person shooter in the Transformers universe. Really? And you can make your own Transformers. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's I really didn't know fun. I that. Yeah, cool. yeah. You, that you sounds can, cool. You can have up to three in each class, and there's four classes, so, you know, do with that what you will. Huh. And then, you know, the more you play online, you level them up. The more you level them up, you unlock certain things for them. Uh, I've been playing Deadpool, which I haven't finished yet. A lot of these games are unfinished, and I've been playing... I've got a shitload of indie games on my PS3. What do you mean, what's Deadpool? Is that Marvel, Marvel character? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. A Marvel Deadpool game. It's, I didn't know It's really funny. Huh. It's really funny. Wow. Um, and uh, I've been playing a bunch of indie games. Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams. 
I mean, just downloading a ton of things. Uh, I I can't even think of them right now, but there's there's just a ton of them. I've got at least thirty of them, plus like classic revamp games like Resident Evil Four HD. I'm gonna eventually get Resident Evil HD when uh, when it's on sale because I never buy anything for retail price on PSN. Yeah. I've gotten some games for a buck fifty, you know, so I'm I'm not gonna break that habit. Where? Just they have flash sales on PSN PlayStation huh. Network. Where wow. uh, you just go on there and like a ton of games would be dirt cheap. Most of them are indie games, and that's where I got most of them. Uh, I got the anniversary edition of Out of This World or an, quote Another World, which is a badass game from back in the day that I loved as a kid. Um, I mean, uh, I, I'm a gamer through and through. I've got probably about forty PS2 games, about forty GameCube games. I used to have a ton of Nintendo 64 games, maybe about 35 of the cream of the crop. Uh, I've got probably about 400 games on the PC from over the years. Jesus Christ. And I don't ever have the time to play any of them, but my big one back then was... My big ones back then were Quake and Worms 2 that I could play online with people, and the communities were so fun and awesome, and everybody was so cool that, you know, you'd never get upset, you know... (laughs) Get upset. Well, you know, you gotta think about it this way, because now it's just a bunch of snot-nosed, shit-talking punks. And back then, it's like, oh, you don't know how to do this? Well, here, let me help you. Let me tell you how to do this. And now it's like, uh, you can't fucking do that, noob, you're queer, you know? Oh, and it's yeah. just so annoying. I have to, like, when I'm playing online on PS3, I have to fuck, I cannot, I have to mute everybody. Yeah. <laughs> because people are just so stupid these days. And so annoying, and just trying to get a reaction out of you. And the best way to avoid that is to not hear them. So, yeah. I the only time I ever use my headset is when I'm actually playing with one of my friends, so we can converse, like Castle Crashers or something. Wow, wow! I know it's a mouthful. It's I been talk, a, I've been talking a lot. It's been an interesting podcast, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> But now we shall change subjects to Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yes. <laughs> One of the best comic book series ever. I highly recommend it. Uh, any of them. Uh, from what what we've got at the house. I mean, it's collected best 1, 2, and 3. And then a couple of books done by different publishers with some of the same stories and some new, different ones or newer ones. I just loaned Tapping the Vein to my cousin. Yeah, see, I, I haven't read most of that stuff and I really need to because it's all really good and interesting. I love Clive Barker. I like it better than the, the <clears throat> movies. You know? Uh, the movies definitely have a charm. I mean, I I like the first three for sure. I even kind of like Bloodline even though they fucked everything up. What was that last one they made? I don't even know, man. I haven't like, seen them past part four. Now they're on, like, part ten or some shit. I, it's like Land Before Time. They're never going to fucking stop making them. It's like, uh... I remember uh, when I was working at Blockbuster, even, there was, like, Land Before Time 9. And I'm like, what the fuck? They haven't run out of ideas yet? The dinosaurs only lived a certain <laughs> amount of time, you know? I thought, I thought the world was coming to an end in the first one. Right? Who's going to be I like... I didn't know they made sequels to that. Yeah, dude, there's a fucking ton of them. There's a fuck ton of them. I had no idea. And I didn't even coin that phrase, but it definitely applies here. <laughs> there's there's a... so many of them. 
so many sequels that are totally unnecessary and just total shameless cash grabs. Land Before Time, six, the fuck ton. Fucking watch it, dude. It's that'll change your life. It's amazing. Uh, Land Before Time 7 and the quest for even more fucking money because Don Bluth hasn't done anything substantial in fucking years. Oh my goodness. <coughs> Such strong that's, feelings. That's a long subtitle. So <laughs> I, it may be abbreviated. A child's movie. Uh, you can find it at local Blockbuster videos. Oh wait, no you can't! <laughs> Fuck that company. Okay, strong feelings coming yep. from Eric Eddy. Yep, that's, uh, that's me. Do you think... Uh, I think Clive Barker uh, mentioned that he was going to do Nightbreed 2. I don't know. I mean, they just did like a director's cut of it. Yeah. I haven't seen, um, but a friend of mine watched it, and he said uh, it was different, but he still preferred the theatrical cut, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, because it's, I guess in the director's cut, there's more of a love story, which I know I'm probably not going to be into, because that's just not my thing, but... You know, and and I've never read the books. Uh, I've only read a few Clive Barker stories. I, I read a ton of Stephen King, but you know that's a lot to keep up with already. Yeah, because he's got like five hundred books yeah. since like the sixties. So Jesus, yeah, you're right. Oh no, man. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, I. I think tapping the vein and uh, the, yeah, I heard that the one's gathering. Really uh, what is it? Fuck. Uh, I couldn't tell you. They're all on my eBay watch list, though. <laughs> no, these are comics. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, eBay watch list. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. And there was even like a new Hellraiser miniseries or series. I got volume one, two that I read where it's like, uh, what are they called? The ones that are, that fight the Cenobites. They have a name, they call them. What? And, uh, like in the new one, they all come together and Kirsty Cotton from the first movie is one of them, like the character. Huh. And it's pretty interesting. And there was a, a three part story or two or three part story in the original comics where it dealt with a group of people, they were uh, tasked with by some ancient goddess to fight the Cenobites, and so they were all given special powers. Like one of them, her like blood and spit is holy, so if she gets her blood or spit on them, it burns them. Huh. One of them is like, uh, or there's a set of twins that when they do anything together, they can they can do it in like super speed, and they have this little angel with them. Because the whole the whole thing with the Hellraiser series is that Hell and Leviathan and all the Cenobites and everything, they represent order in the universe. Huh. And that's why they hate humanity, because it's all chaos. Huh. So they're trying to bring order to the universe. Didn't Nightbreed do a series? <clears throat> yeah, there was there was a Hellraiser versus Nightbreed also. And there was a Nightbreed comic series, but Did I haven't you... read any of oh, those. Okay. Uh but I heard they were good. I wonder what the synopsis because the, is of that. And what's weird about the Hellraiser one is there's a bunch of Cenobites that obviously you never heard of. You know, they, they had a lot of creative license. I mean, a lot of people got their start in there, too. Uh, the Wachowskis, the guys that did The Matrix. Uh, really? 
Yeah, they're they're one of the writers. Dwayne McDuffie, who did almost all the DC animated universe. He's got a couple of things in there. Alex Ross has a couple of really good fucking stories. Alex Ross? Neil Gaiman. I mean, a bunch of people got their even just got their start in the Hellraiser books, and they had full creative license to do what they wanted with Clyde Barker's approval. So, I mean, they huh. made some real interesting, really fun stories um, that are are pretty cool and always have good art. So, huh. you know, if you can check them out, wow, <clears throat> no, that my interest is peaked. Man, I'm I'm a fucking fountain of useless information. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know, man. I think that's about it. Uh, it's getting, it's getting <laughs> I think close we, to cut off time. I think we got a good uh, a good five hours in there. No, we got about forty five minutes. Oh uh, well, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Considering how uninteresting I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, man, you're good. <laughs> got a. Do you have any like uh, social media that you want to put out there? Oh. Uh, not really. I don't. No. The only thing I'm on is really Facebook, and it's just for you know friends and family members. I don't ever say anything too useful on there. Gotcha. It's usually just me browsing various toy groups and uh, and horror groups to get news and stuff. Oh yeah, speaking of toys, collecting. That's one. Thing. Oh yeah, that's one topic. We forgot to talk about that. Forgot to write it down, man. Where you're did. supposed to be on Sorry this shit. About that. This is your show. <laughs> Uh, do you have yeah. any Hellraiser toys? <laughs> I wish. They do have those reaction figures. They got a pinhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but they only have a pinhead. Hopefully they'll release some more. I wouldn't mind having a Chatterer or a Butterball to go yeah. along with them. Uh, those are pretty cool if, if nobody's seen them. They're done in three and three-quarter scale like the old Star Wars figures or G.I. Joes or whatever. And they're all like classic movie or tv shows and did stuff. you see the clear predator yeah yeah gabriel's got <laughs> gabriel's got the the cloaked predator with the neon green blood all over him and he's also got the uh the the thermal vision predator over here that was a toys r us exclusive and they're both pretty badass along with what is that snake pliskin rocketeer t2 or terminator with a black leather jacket uh-huh and those alien ones oh are, yeah uh, the alien too. uh who is that? Is that Kane? Yeah. Yeah. And Kane in the spacesuit? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old John Hurt. He's awesome. No, um, the the guy in the blue is... Uh, is that Ash? Yes. Oh, okay. Ash. Yeah, well, Bilbo. The, the droid. Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. And, uh... I put in a roll of paper in his, uh... His hand. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just saw that. So he's he trying to choke out Sigourney Weaver. Choke her with the porno mag. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> For anybody that doesn't know, which is everybody, I collect uh, Transformers, not classic G1, but modern. Uh, from I think you'll be collecting G1 someday. Uh, possibly, but the problem with G1 is only a handful of them are really good looking, which is like yeah. the first run of them, and then the rest of them are just butt ugly. I mean, they were fun to play with as kids, but to have them on display is like, uh, you know... Taking a dump on a plate and <laughs> putting some shrink wrap whoa, on whoa, it whoa, and, whoa, whoa, and whoa, say, whoa. look at my art. If there's any G1 collectors listening to this, uh, well, I don't, I'm not I don't talking about the good like, like I said, I'm not talking about the good ones. I'm not talking about like Sunstreaker or Optimus Prime. I'm talking about like, you know, even the monstery ones were cool, like the like the Seacons and, you yeah. know, the Terracons and whatever. 
But their robot but forms look like shit. A lot of the robot forms look like shit. A lot Man. of the vehicles look like shit. You know who and what the fuck is up with the pink and teal color schemes of half of these motherfuckers, man? <laughs> That's Gen it's, 2, it's, man. No, it's not always Gen 2. A lot of them came from Gen 1 with that color scheme, too. Uh, because it's hard to differentiate Gen 1 and Gen 2 when you really think about it. Because yeah. Gen, well, post-movie. Gen but, 2 were, were a lot of a lot of terrible color schemes as well, but at least they were terrible color schemes on, on some decent figures sometimes. Yeah. But I would much rather have the G1s. But even so, the modern ones, I guess the appeal to me is that they look like the comic books and they look like the cartoons, and that's what I remember the most from being a kid. Yeah. And uh, Except for some of the UK comics, because the art is really badass in those, and they really tried to stay with the toy line aesthetic. Like, a lot of those, like, the way Optimus Prime is drawn in those UK comics. <laughs> they should have drawn them like the G1 no, toys. No, no, They did. That's what I'm talking about. They and they did? Look, they look really awesome, because the artists behind it are so talented. And the writers, too. So the like, shitty... Like, Bob Budiansky. Yeah, dude, there's the... one where Braun goes fucking nuts. Wait, and, wait, wait. And so, Braun wait, wait, is wait, like wait, 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 wait. boxy fucking wrench oh, hands. Oh, my God. Boxy McWrench hands. So Ironhide's a, like a computer face behind a windshield? Uh, yeah. And some of Holy them. Holy shit. But it depends on the artist, too. Because some of them went by the toy schematics. Some of them went by the animation schematics. Oh, so okay. it just, it just oh, varies. That's, that's pretty It always varies. But, you know, it's always interesting art. And uh, But the new toy lines I collect are like classics. The... The Generations, and then the Japanese ones, which are the Henkei, Henkei, Gintei, and uh, Universe lines, and United lines. And those are all basically the same toy line. You know I what, mean, Transformers? It's all the same figures. The, uh, the line that they were creating in the movie Big. Where they turn into buildings? <laughs> giant buildings versus <laughs> bugs, I think. Toho presents Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious man even when i was a kid i was like what that's fucking lame optimus sears tower versus godzilla yep the ultimate showdown with king kong climbing on both of them oh, swatting it shit yeah i i don't know man i like what i like yeah well every everybody's got their own you know personal you're things. crazy to me in my eyes you collecting the new stuff? I mean, I, I don't know anybody that collects that stuff. Like, oh man, you would you would fucking hundreds, thousands. It's so it's such a popular thing to collect, and yeah. I didn't even know that at the time. Well, I started yeah, I mean, them. I go to I go to these <coughs> toy shows. It's insane. Like, and there's I, like you know, I thought I was unique. No, and no, I'm uh. the it's the exact opposite. I'm a fucking tiny fish in the sea, man, because. When I first started getting them, okay, it was about maybe two, two and a half years ago, <clears throat> around Christmas time, I was really into Transformers Prime. I just started watching it for the first time. It had been off the air, or it had been, season one and season two had already aired. They were about to start season three. And I go to Walgreens, and they're like, oh, buy one, get one half off. So oh, I left shit. Walgreens with like seven fucking Prime <laughs> figures, and I was like, man, these are so badass. These are like way better than what I had as a kid. They're like fully posable. Yeah. They got all kinds. I mean, they didn't have quite as many accessories, but I mean, they looked true to the source. And I was like, well, what other kinds of modern Transformers do they have? And then that just fucking snowballed. Now I have close to 300 of them. You got the bug. And, uh, 
And I don't know what you're talking about. Every time I bring one to you, you're like, oh, that's cool. No, they do <laughs> look really cool, but just the volume. Oh, yeah. Well, they mass produce them. Out. They pump them out. And, uh, and then and collecting, know, I look at your shelf. I'm like, in collecting, I can't even start. You can't, like, we were talking about this at Jason's Deli, too. You can't, like, I mean, you can't get everything. If you're if you're one of those people that has to be a completionist, you have to pick one thing and stick to it because right. I'm not a completionist and I still have almost 300 of these transformers just because I like them. Now, there's probably about 500 of them that I don't like because there's the movie toy lines and all that stuff and I just think they're hideous and butt ugly. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're pretty bad. But you know, if you're going to be collecting something, get stuff you like. Don't just try to be a completionist because then you're not going to be happy with your collection. You know, you have to just get the stuff that you want and just leave the stuff that you don't. And, you know, sometimes you may change your mind about things. I changed my mind about a couple of the movie line figures just because they actually looked like Transformers, you know, as yeah. opposed to like because they were characters that weren't actually in the movies uh -huh. and they look good, you know. <clears throat> Well, amen to that, brother. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this shit up. Yeah. Uh Oh, shit. What? I forgot to do the... Uh, oh, your other ads. The, the inserts for these ads. Yeah, but dude. Fuck no, it, do, man. Do them. Go for it. Go for it now. Uh, thanks to Donkey Paw Silkscreen and Design Company for sponsoring this show again. Uh, they do shirts, posters, patches, skateboards, and hats. They're located at 2010 Commerce Street in Houston. Uh, call Randy at 713-732-6935 or email him at donkeypotyahoo.com. Thanks also to Lone Star Buttons. Uh, give Stimpy at give Adam Stimpy Jones a call at inf You can't call him at his email address, <laughs> but you can email him at info at lonestarbuttons.com or call him at any time, day or night. He's always open, if you know what I mean. At 281-798-1996. Tell him you want to suck on his hairy tits. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Eric Eddy. <clears throat> My first foray into show business. We'll see you down the road. All right. Later.